Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Hallelujah. Because sometimes, you know what? Sometimes you let go of something, but because of his love, 
is nothing can separate us from the love of God. Remember, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not your height, not your pain, not even death, not principalities, not demons can separate us from the love of God. It means that constantly he's holding us close. Hallelujah. And as long as we continue in him, he will strengthen us. As long as we depend on him, God will take us to an expected end. Is somebody here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. I feel so blessed tonight. Amen. Is there anybody here with a praise report? The Lord has done something in your life you want to share with the brethren. Hallelujah. The Lord has done something significant in your life. Hallelujah. That you must share. Amen. Hallelujah. Is there anybody like that? Okay. All right. Oh, somebody want to share. Give him a microphone. Give him a microphone. Yeah. Give him a microphone. Amen. This might seem insignificant, but it is very significant for me. Amen. I have been working on a contract, and uh, basically I have about four reports to submit to the client so that they can take action. We can discuss and take action. And these are machines that cost like uh, several millions of dollars for one. Okay. And the reason why we are doing the work is because there's something wrong with it. Now, when I did the calculations, uh, we have a spreadsheet that we use. And for some strange reason, when you are entering the value, it's to do with coordinate system. So for the Y coordinates, basically you have to enter I the negatives. <laughs> Forgive of whatever you receive, you get. So I presented two of them to my boss, and he went through it, and everything was okay. But I was, as I was going through it myself again yesterday, I realized that everything was basically a mirror image of what is actually on the ground. I, I wasn't, I didn't go to the field, so I didn't know, but. I realized that everything was mirror image. So if I tell them to say, move a component maybe to the left, actually they should be moving it to the right. And the type of moves that they will make will act either break the machine, and if it breaks, basically they have to stop. And uh, I mean, even a day when they stop the machines, they lose millions of dollars. Yeah, because the production is like in millions. So usually they don't want to stop it. But something basically prompted me to go through the report, even though my supervisor has signed it, and it, but I realized, no, I need to go through it. And I, re I realized that not only one of them, but actually both reports are mirror images of what is actually supposed to be because of the mistake in the spreadsheet that I was doing. If it had not been, I believe that it's the Spirit of God that prompted me because this is the first time I've been asked to do that. And I didn't go to the field myself. So, so I believe that it's the Spirit of God that prompted me to realize that there's something wrong for me to correct it before it leaves the client. May this cause you to be favored. Yeah. Amen. You be favored. Promotion and a big raise. We prophesy it into your life. Get rid of. You'll be afraid to get rid of. Hallelujah. But you'll be compensated right in Jesus name amen. amen as you are saying amen it applies to you too but that when you are saying amen for somebody's prophecy the thing is happening to you yourself hallelujah are you excited today I want to share with us from victory secret number 34 surprise the things that was, the, the, the wisdom that was unfolding, I became afraid. How many of us are reading the book? Oh, it's Tuesday. How many of us picked their book since last week? It says, so when you come in, I, I say open to, then when you go. So the same way you treat your Bible, right? It's like how many of us, the last time you opened your Bible was last Sunday. 
Be honest, God is watching us. Hey! What a shock. Hallelujah. So, victory secrets number 34. Sunday we were learning about love. God's definition of love. And we, di we didn't finish all. Without so many verses, by the grace of God, we'll try and finish. Amen. But one of the things that we saw was that God's definition of love is very different. And why are we trying to find out the secret of all wars? War is basically a conflict. Two people, you know, disagreeing or fighting over something. It is war. Amen. And war definitely happens in the house of the Lord. Amen. Sometimes in marriages, there are war with, with uh, ammunition and uh, uh, stuff. Today, I saw something on uh, uh, was it was it WhatsApp or some on Facebook? You know, it's like when it says that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. And then the guy opened his mouth and a hand came out of his mouth like that and held the wife's neck. It's like killing the wife because what the guy said is like holding the wife's neck and breaking the neck. The power. <laughs> life and death lies in the power of the when I get it, that thing, I'll show you. How, who has seen that thing before? I just saw it today. Then another one. It came like a punch. It's like a blow to the head. Boo, like that. And it was coming from the mouth. So sometimes the words that we speak, they are too powerful. Hallelujah. But a lot of times, when two people are... You know, speak to one another. That alone is so dangerous. Hallelujah. And today we are going to see the secret of all wars. Who is behind every war? Let's read First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Quickly, can you project it for us? First Peter 5 verse 8. It said, be sober and be vigilant. Yeah. It said, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion. So Satan is actually looking. He's seeking someone that he may devour. He's looking for somebody he can possess. He's looking for somebody that he can enter to use for, for his war. Can I have an amen? That is why as a Christian, if you are filled by the spirit. That's last reason. If we are filled by the spirit. Bro, I feel like I'm shouting. Amen. If we are filled by the Spirit, then what is going to happen is that the devil will have no place in us. Bible actually says, give no place to the devil. Give no place to him. Because every time he's constantly trying to fight and cause you to be in the place of war. Are you still here? Say, be sober and be vigilant. It means that be on your guard. Because Satan... Or the devil is like a roaring lion. He, he appears as like a roaring lion is something that, you know, scares you. He's just scaring you, but he's not. If you are filled by the spirit, he will just say, rah, but his it's, it's works will not work on you. Can I have an amen? amen? That is why we must be vigilant. We must know that this thing that, you know, where this conversation is leading, it may end up throwing blows. So you just move away from the situation. We are not ignorant of the devices of Satan. Are you still here? Or you have gone home. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. Look at that. Satan is seeking to use us, you know, in the area of conflict. And he said that, and ye has he quickened who were dead in their trespasses and sin. We used to live in sin. We used to be dead in sin. But Bible says that God has quickened us. He has chosen us. He has separated us. What's the nervous? Wherein in time past ye walked according to the of the powers of the air. You know, Satan is the god of this air. You know that. Yeah. Satan is the god of this earth. He is the one that operates around. The reason why you will know is that look at the wickedness and the things that go around. That's why he is in charge. He said that we used to walk 
In terms of what, according to the things of this world and the power of the, the prince of the air, he was the one that was controlling us. Oh, but God quickened us and then he saved us and then he took us out of this world that you and I will be filled and will be partakers and will be heirs of the kingdom. Are you still here? He said that what? The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Next verse, quickly. Amongst whom also we all had our what? Conversations in times past. In the last of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And what? Whereby nature, uh, whereby nature children of wrath. Even as others. So he was trying to say that we used to live by the desires of our flesh. Whatever our flesh says is what we do. We are not walking in the spirit. We depend on what is like. What we think is what we do. He said we are also depending on our mind. It's like your mind is your feelings. What you feel is what you do. Are you still here? Hallelujah. Next verse, quickly. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he has loved us. Because of his mercies, he has taken us out of all this. If we can be spiritual, if we can exercise ourselves, we'll be able to walk away from Satan hands down. Because we will know. Hallelujah. Amen. And Satan can be your spouse. Satan can be your associate pastor. Satan can be uh, uh, your, your choir leader. Satan can be anybody. Hey. Yeah. Satan can be anybody. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what The secret is that everyone you must be careful when offenses come. Because Peter could have easily been offended. Jesus Christ was the one who should have been offended. Because he, said, he told him that before the cock would crow three times, he would have denied me. He said, me. Ah. It will never happen. So when it's actually a small girl, little girl, little girl told him that you are one of his, he said, me. I don't know this guy. Came back, I don't know this guy. After the third time, Jesus looked at him and he realized that, Asomua. Peter is a, was, is a sanguine. Yeah, Peter is a sanguine, you know. Peter is a sanguine, yeah. So, everything, you know, that's why, small thing that you take a knife and he's cutting somebody's ears. He's the one that will speak first. He says, oh, Jesus Christ is walking on the water. I said, Jesus, can I come? He like, everything is attractive to him. He gets excited quickly. Peter was a sanguine. Abraham was a phlegmatic. Abraham was a phlegmatic. Yeah. Paul was a choleric. Yeah, that's why he would say foolish Galatians. His mouth was sharp. They, all his writings, very sharp. Moses was a melancholic. Hey. Say, Kill me, God. Am I? Did I bring? Are you still here? You have gone home. What are we saying? God is rich in mercy. Even when we were dead. Even when we were dead in sins. Has quickened us together with Christ. He has quickened us together with Christ. By grace he has saved. He has saved us. When Jesus Christ was in, in the grave. Eh, he was just there. But when the power rose up. And he was quickened. The stone rolled and then he came out. That's what he, he has quickened us. He has taken us out of our sin. Now we are alive. Now we are alive in him. Now we are alive in him. So if truly, truly we are alive in God, then we must prevent Satan from the... We got to be vigilant. Look at the, the next verse, verse 7, quickly. We are getting there. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his what? Kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Next verse. For by grace are ye saved through faith. 
And that not of yourself, it is what? The gift of God. It is a gift. A gift, you don't pay for a gift. When somebody is giving you a gift, you don't pay for it. Which means that this price that he paid so that we will be conformed to the image of Christ is a gift. Not of works, lest any man should boast. First of all, we should be very careful of self-righteousness. As soon as you feel that you are better than somebody, and me, I'm like this, me, I don't do this, me, I don't fornicate, me, I don't do this, me, I don't do this, me, I don't do that. As soon as you, he that thinketh he standeth, he should take heed lest he falleth. Anytime you feel so important, you are just at, at the verge of falling. Because pride goes before a fall. Can I have an amen? amen? This is it. For we are his workmanship. What does that mean? We are the people that God has chosen to work with. Satan is also looking for people he may choose to work with. Because anything God does, Satan also do, want to do the same. When he sent Moses to Pharaoh, then he put his rod down and he became a snake. It didn't take long. Pharaoh also generated multiple snakes. But the difference was that one snake could swallow all of them. That was the difference. Hallelujah. So he said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Remember, he said that God who is rich in mercy, he has quickened us through Jesus Christ. So he has quickened us. So God has created us through, uh, well, we created in Christ Jesus unto good works. That is the creation. He has taken us out. Then he said that, that, he, uh, that God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. You are the people that God is working with. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Can I have an amen? But Satan also wants to use you and I to still wage war against one another. Hallelujah. He wants us. He wants us. As we're studying Sunday, one of the things that will show that truly we are the children of God. For God is love. And he that is born of God, God, love is in it. If, if there is no love amongst us, if we cannot agree, we cannot, you know, celebrate one another, we cannot rejoice with one another, then God cannot be in our midst. Remember the illustration that this is God, the body is God, and our heart is us. He said that he that is in God, God is also in him. Hallelujah. For men to see that truly we are God's people, there have to be love. There should be love. In every ministry, in every department, in every area, in the church, outside the church, there must be love. Are you still here? We are still warming up. Psalm 33 verse, what, Psalm 133 verse 1. As we go in the chapter and we begin to read it, I want all these verses to be ringing. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Is that what? It is like what? A precious ointment upon the head. Unity is compared to the precious ointment, which is the anointing. And remember that the anointing, it breaks the yoke. That means that if there is unity amongst us, Satan cannot stand it because we'll break every yoke. Hallelujah. Amen. So the growth of the church requires loyalty. It requires faithfulness. I have to be faithful to you. You have to be faithful to me. The longevity of your marriage requires faithfulness. You have to be faithful. No matter. upon the head that runs down the beard even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirt of his garment it means that when we are, we are united, the anointing of God it will flow the beard of uh, uh, Francois it's like your beard is short Aaron's beard was long going down
overflow of his presence every time that we come into his presence. Are you still here? Let's go into the secret of all wars. The secret of all wars. We'll come back to these verses that we have read. Revelation chapter 16 from verse 13 to 14. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. Remember what are the spirits of frogs, right? We're praying against. The spirit of frogs, they come out of the mouth. Every word that people will speak to tarnish your image or to defame your image or to do anything. There's, there's a demon of frogs. Amen. Demon of frogs. Whatever you say to destroy somebody, you're allowing Satan to use you. Those words that are coming out of your mouth. Sometimes they are not true words. They are demons, of, demon of frogs. Hallelujah. May frogs not come out of your mouth. He said, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophets. For they are, for they are the spirit of what? Devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the king of the earth and of the whole world. To what? To gather them to the what? Battle. Hallelujah of the great day of God Almighty. So these spirits, unclean spirits, what was the purpose of the unclean spirit? They were going out to gather them for war. Hallelujah. In one of the chapters, I believe um, our prophet explained how that from the mouth of the beast, from the mouth of the dragon, and from the mouth of what? The false prophet, they were all speaking the same thing. And he was expressing how that if we are all speaking the same thing, that is what gives us the power to gather. You see that? All those unclean spirits that were coming, the frogs, the spirit of frogs, they were coming out of their mouth. So, like, because they were all releasing the same thing, it gave them power to go to the kings of the earth to gather, the ability to gather. If we are all saying the same thing, the church of God will grow. Can I have an amen? amen? If we are all believing in the same thing, we are all doing the same thing, we are going for evangelism, we are all going. When you go somewhere, you stand and you are speaking, everybody knows that this is, you belong to this church. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. That's why if you have been here for a while, you should, you should not... Sign that you are not here. Say, my other church, my other church, my other, then go back to your other church. Once you are here, this is your church. Your language must be my church. One time somebody was talking and he said that, you know, I saw you people, your church. I looked at the person and I said, eh, now it's our church. It's no longer your church. He said, hey, our church. I said, you, the thing is not in you. <laughs> I tell I tell you I guess I'm dialing some numbers hallelujah seriously if we are here we should be here we should speak the same thing oh am I, am I the one that is saying it is one of the revelations that from the mouth of the dragon from the mouth of the beast and from the mouth of the false prophet they were all saying the same thing we're all saying the same thing. Hallelujah. And that's what gave them the power to gather them for battle. Gathering for battle. Hallelujah. Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. So Bishop was saying that the ultimate trick of Satan is to make Christians fight against each other. The ultimate aim. Because if the people are one, if we are one, you see when they were building the Tower of Babel, right? When they were building Genesis chapter 11, I believe. When they were building the Tower of Babel, and they were all together, and they were doing, Bible says that, you know, the expression was that, and when the people is one, when they is, they were referred to as a, a complete unit. And when they were one, and they were so united, my God, and they said that, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. 
A, a group of people are building and God himself saw them because God could not differentiate their thoughts. He could not differentiate their language. He, they could not, the Godhead, oh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they could not differentiate the group of people that were working. They had the same thing coming from their mouth. They had the same mind. They had the same purpose. And he saw that it was dangerous. When we are united and we stand together, we speak the same thing. We are so united. I tell you, we are dangerous to the kingdom of hell. We are very dangerous. So we must desire to be one. We must have that mind. If husband and wife become one, I tell you. Hallelujah. Are you still here? If you are united, your mind and everything is one. Hey, Charlie, you are a strong force. Nothing can come in between. Nothing can destroy the marriage. Your, your mother, your father, they can hire a bulldozer. They will come still. They will not succeed. Because you are too dangerous. Are you still here? And one of the things that had to be done was that was that when they went the people is one. And they what? They have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be what? Restrained from them, which they have what? Imagined. So when the people are one, even their imagination, Satan cannot handle our imagination. If we are one and we say that we are building a church, we are planting churches, Satan cannot handle that imagination. He cannot stop us. I tell you. That's why when a young man loves a woman, and then they say they are going to marry. And then it, they lock their minds together. Ah, it doesn't matter what you will see. You realize that no matter what you say, the bubulinguins will fight for them. They will fight for them. No matter the situation, something will fight for them. That's it. Are you still here? Go and ask Pastor Hans when the bubulinguins were working for him. It's too powerful. The presence of devil is seen in the presence of conflict and wars. When we are against one another, when we begin to fight each other. You see, every time, I, I remember one time, I was leading a choir. So one, one time, one long time ago. And then, I had a member in the choir. Who was like, every time I brought something, opposed? I mean, seriously, let's do this. Then the member and the spouse, they would also suggest something different. In the same choir, I tell you, one day, my cholerism came. So as he was going forward, I said, listen, either you are for us or you are against us. Anything that has two heads is a beast. Anything that has two heads. That is why you appoint one leader and the people for That's why we have one president and a vice. We don't have two presidents. That's why we have one head pastor and associate. There are not two head pastors. Anything that has two heads is a beast. So either you are for us, you are with us, or you are against us. I said, listen, either you are with us, or you're against us. So choose. If you cannot submit, walk out. Hey! It became something. Went to the head pastor. As soon as he began to talk now, he expressed the same exact words that I said. The head pastor said, anything that has two heads is a beast. I appointed him. You must submit. If he cannot submit, change that ministry. That was the end of the conflict. It ended. This person turned around. When I was going away, I handed over the coin to that person. Hallelujah. Which means that, you see, sometimes it pays to be somebody that can be corrected. That's what I'm saying. That when Peter was rebuked, if Peter got offended, the guy would not have become the rock upon which God was going to build his church. I was listening to Bishop Eddie. When he was making an illustration that everybody comes to a junction in their life. And everyone to listen to this. You come to a junction in your life where in ministry you find the right path. 
But many people, when they pass the hands, you come to a junction in your life that I can say something that can make you decide that from today, take your church. I'm going. That is the end of the call of God upon his life. That's the end of the call of God upon your life. Because you can easily get angry and move away from your place. Thinking that you are going to a place where it's going to be better. But listen, you can be at the right place at the wrong time. But as you continue, you realize that you can become what God wants you to become. Because that's the path that God has set for you. So all of us, we must learn. We all get offended. But Charlie... You at that junction, eh? You must master it. She said that Satan wants to sit you like wheat. The same Peter, but I have prayed for you so that he will not eliminate you. Can I have an amen? amen? Are you seeing that Satan wants us to fight against one another? The thing that is not even. Learn to forgive. The secret to ministry is you must learn to forgive. Because somebody definitely will hurt you. Hey, how many of us are married? Apostle, I thought Sunday you say if I were married. <laughs> or you are now married. Okay. Sunday, Sunday you can't say if I were married. So I thought, uh, okay. Okay. So, chairman. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's very powerful. I sent a video to the, um, the, the person who is encouraging us to do it. He was very happy. Said nice actors and all that. Say he's preparing another script. He wants <laughs> Dr. Sharp to be in it. So another script is coming. Are you still here? Are you still here? All right, we'll finish soon. Don't worry. Are you still here? When you understand that demons are the instigators of all conflict, wars, and battles, you will be unwilling to get involved in unnecessary wars. Don't be involved in anything that is unnecessary. Anything conflict. You know, something that, you know, it's not every fight that you must fight. Oh. Hey, sometimes you fight fights and then you realize that at the end of the day, you were just beating the wind. It's like, you, you were beating. You were, when you finish, you are tired. You are sweating. But there was nothing you were beating. You were just throwing blows in the wind. Hey, are you still here? But God is delivering us tonight. Hallelujah. All marital conflict, all wars, all church splits, and then conflict are demon-inspired. Hallelujah. Notice again that when the dragon was released from prison, after a thousand years, he immediately organized a war. Satan only leaves for a season. Then he comes back to the church and comes to turn people around. That is why a lot of times, even in marriages, you realize that there's some beast that when it comes, the beast goes, but it comes in another form. It comes back in another form. It's like, this one was solved, then the beast comes back in another form. And in a, in a very unassuming way, if you don't take care, you will allow this because Satan works in a lot of deception. Listen, Satan knows that, I mean, if Satan should come, the picture that we know of Satan is that black thing that has a long tooth and then has a fork in his hands and coming like that. Satan is not going to come that way. Satan will come through your wife or your husband. Somebody that is close to you. That's why you must master it. Sometimes rebuke the Satan that is speaking out of your spouse. It says, get thee behind me, Satan. I don't mean you. That's Satan who is speaking. Are you still here? You have gone home. Revelation chapter 20 from 7 to 9. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loose 
out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle. Hallelujah. The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and their beloved city. And fire came down God out of heaven and devoured them. Hallelujah. This is the main work of the devil. To gather human beings to fight and to destroy each other. Amen. Anytime you realize that you are seeing something that is destroying somebody. Anytime where something that you are about to say is actually going to help to convict somebody, you have just been employed. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you still here or you have gone home? Satan's master plan is to get all nations to be at war. Satan is good in getting people to, get, to go to war. He can even get angels to fight with God, the creator. Satan is able to get humans to even be at war with God. Why is Satan so good at making humans quarrel and be at war? The Bible reveals Satan's secret ability to create such conflicts and wars. He uses deception to get us to fight one another. Hallelujah. What is deception? Deception is something that what? A trick. Like the thing is hidden. It's a trick. Hallelujah. What we are fighting about is a trick. We are all trying to build the kingdom of God. So why are we fighting each other? That's why we are all trying to build a family. Bring forth to children and raise up the children. So why are we fighting each other over the same children? We must understand that Satan is the one that is at work. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So once we know this deceptive and cunning way that Satan operates, that means that anytime there's about to be conflict and you are involved in it, you must immediately pour cold water onto it. Just, just, just bring the thing. Make it cold. And then just walk away. Just walk away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Your home should not be the place where you talk about people. It's not worth it. You are actually fanning the fire. Hallelujah. Even if you are offended, keep your offense to yourself because you become poison. And eventually it will catch up. You realize that you get to the stage of open rebellion that whatever comes out of your mouth, it is very deadly. You become like Satan. It's like a, a, poor, a, a, a venom. Something that can easily kill. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, but thank God that we are not ignorant of the devices of Satan. Hallelujah. So these are the four ways. There are four ways, uh, four main deceptions that work to bring about all wars. Number one, the deception about your own strength and weakness. Hallelujah. Deception about your own strength and weakness. When you are deceived about how strong you are, you are encouraged. Hallelujah. This is why nations organize military matches and display mighty weapons. To what? To dissuade power, uh, to dissuade power, uh, to dissuade the enemy from thinking of attacking them. See how powerful I am. Don't try attacking me. It's what they seem to be saying. Hallelujah. It's talking about your own strength. Sometimes you are deceived to think that you can do better than the pastor. It's a deception. Until you are made to come and preach one message, you will see that you are shaking. Sometimes you are made to think that you can sing better than somebody. Sometimes you are made to think that if I was the one who was doing this, this thing would get better. Let them put you in charge of the children's ministry and you will see. Children, you know that. 
takes a real special grace to handle children. If you are not meant for children ministry and you go there, you may even stop the church. They will face you, pa. Don't underestimate it. You may be strong, but do not be deceived. Sometimes you can magnify your strength more. Sometimes even the, the fact that you think you are right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like you're, you are, you are work, talking to your boss and something came up. Your boss is trying to tell you, you know, this thing should have been done, this and this, this. And at your job place, you think you are right. You feel that your strength, like you have so much strength that, you know, I know like Dr. Aydan was expressing here. You know, it's like, as he has looked, he has given to his boss. His boss had checked out. What if when he got there, his boss told him that he, he probably, if he's not humble, he said, ah, but I checked this thing. Because he was the one that spent all the time looking through it. He could have just easily said, ah, I spent the whole night checking this thing. So you, you the boss, go and check it again. Asomwa. So I think God did him a favor by reversing the equation that he himself found is the, whatever was going on. Now it's like, Charlie, you are wild. Though. You have discovered something that your boss could not see. Thank you, God, who is setting you up for a blessing. Are you still here? Don't be too confident in your strength. Did I tell you, I heard a story about one uh, pastor, one brother in the church. And the pastor said, oh, you know, I'm traveling. Uh, so, no, he went to visit another church. He was sent to go and visit another church. So, this pastor is traveling, so we want you to go and preach. So, well, as for preaching there, it's, it's easy, I can preach it. <laughs> then he went to prepare on the message. He was not a pastor then. He was just like a shepherd, you know, and then his pastor sent him. So he went to prepare on a message. He was not humble enough to go and find out from the church what maybe the pastor is preaching, no, the star. He just assumed that his strength, as for him, his strength is preaching and sharing. So the day came that he went. He got up, he did some one or two, he said, Today I'm going to preach a message that you've never heard before. And you will be blessed. Tell the next person to think about you, you will be blessed. You can't help it but be blessed. Then he started preaching. When he finished preaching and he came to sit down, then one person opened the book and said, that, This is what Pastor, this is my, as you were preaching, I was following the notes our Pastor preached last week. All of a sudden, his face changed. The same message the pastor preached <laughs> last week Sunday. He came to stand and said, a message you have not heard before and you will be blessed. As he was standing there, he was preaching. Somebody who is not a pastor and somebody who has been a pastor preaching for a while, by all means, there has to be a difference in the message. You've never heard before. Yeah, you will not humble yourself and go and talk to somebody, you know. So what has your pastor been teaching? So that if because if he had been humble, he would have known that this message was preached last week. And could have even started his message that, you know what, as I was preparing, you know, I cannot, the Lord led me to this message, but I hear your pastor preach it. So, the Bible says that, you know, it's not grievous to say the same things. So, you know, today I just feel like, you know, just saying the same things to solidify that you will see that all your preaching now has been magnified. Like, this person is in the spirit. The same thing that our pastor preached, God has laid on your heart. It means that this message is important. But you, you came like this message you have not heard before. I tell you. You cannot help it but be blessed. Because in our house, it's not, it's, it's not likely that you are going to preach a message that has not been preached before. When you, the guy did not know that the message was actually in one of our prophet's books. So he has taken some notes somewhere, was, uh, gone to listen to some message somewhere. And then has dubbed it and has brought it. Meanwhile, the pastor was preaching from the book. He did not have the book. He was using somebody's notes. Wow. Number two. Let's finish. The deception about your and weakness. Often you are deceived about the weak, uh, um, about how weak your enemy is. Many people think that they can quickly deal with their enemy. 
Soon they find out that the enemy is not as weak as they thought. Many spouses are deceived about their spouse's determination not to be, not to be run over and pushed around in marriage. They start a conflict only to find out that they are in what? A titanic struggle of life and death. Hallelujah. The fact that your wife is cool and humble, don't push her. Because you would come to realize that as there's some side that she has not shown you. When she turns her other side, you see that, hey. That's why you are surprised. Because they are, they are, they are, they are, they are, uh, they have Christ in them. That is why they are cool. You tried. <laughs> the ladies are happy. <laughs> it's a message. Number three, the deception about your moral right to fight for something. Sometimes you just feel like we talk about it. Sometimes you just feel that you are so right. That he's not right. Yeah, me too, I know something. Remember, Bishop has been telling a story lately. A six-year-old came to the mother and said, Mommy, you think I don't know things. I know things. things you think I don't know things. Yeah, sometimes the little thing that you know, the few verses that you know, is what is going to hurt you. Because as the message is coming, every verse that they are saying, you already know the verse. So you feel like, oh, you know, there's another verse here that if the pastor had added it, it would have become powerful. You are missing it. At that point in time, that verse is not necessary. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. In churches, many feel they have the right to correct the pastor and to correct the way the church is run. That's a big mistake. And I always say this, the call of God. God calls one person and brings people to support. And I always tell my wife that, and she knows that. It helps her. Hallelujah. When it comes to Kodesh Louisville, God called me and brought her to be a helpmate. She cannot say that I preach, you preach. So, war in the house. She will lose her place. Not that she's going, she lose her, we're not talking about marriage losing her place. But, that pride will bring her down. That the thing that she's supposed to do, somebody will rise up and be doing this. She's still a wife. That's somebody else. Can I have an amen? That's why wives, you must, you must be at the right place. God said, I'm going to get you a helpmate. A helpmate. You have been brought. You, you were brought to earth. God called Abraham and Sarah came along. And Lot also tried to join. And you realize that it was well with Lot to the point that now there was conflict between his men and then Abraham's men. So when you stay in your right place, you tend to do better. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? So anything that will make you feel that you can do better than somebody, there is a reason why somebody has been appointed. That's why you realize that when somebody is a president, the people in opposition, they all think that if they were the one in that seat, they can do better. Until they are elected and they realize that the thing Asomua is just like her. Yeah, they learn it quickly. Come to realize that it's not by mouth. It looks like the person I heard crying did better. Because me, I'm really struggling. You never know. God has reasons for choosing people. Are you here? Are you here? Some people feel they have moral right to control the lives and activities of their spouse. It is what? It is the feeling of moral justification that leads people into what? Conflict and wars. This is the deception that Satan capitalizes on to get us to fight uh, one another. You feel justified about war you are embarking on. Hallelujah. If it is not a fight worth fighting, just walk away from it. I always say this, and I keep on saying, for two people to agree, it is the responsibility of one. If two parties are doing something, 
for the two parties to agree, it is the responsibility of one person. One party agreeing, and then there will be peace. How shall two dwell, except they be agreed? Hallelujah. Except they agree. Finally, the deception about the need to achieve something through a war. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 8, remember we read the scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, which says that who can bring a charge against my elect, you know, to support the points that we read first. It says that Romans 8, verse 32, it says, he, who, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Next verse. He said, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who? Who can lay anything? Who can bring a judgment against the one that God has chosen? You should not even try. Hallelujah. He said, God, uh, is God that what? Justified. Is God that justified. Don't make yourself a judge. That is why even if you hear that pastor has done something, you know, you hear it in other minutes, a pastor, don't add your mouth to the thing. Do not even say it. Let it stay in the media. Don't even, don't even make any suggestion. Don't make any suggestion. Because touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. Don't even add your mouth. Because who can? Who can lay anything? Who can bring any? charge against God's elect. You have to be afraid. Are you still here? So, many also enter into war and conflict trying to build something, get something, or achieve something. Hitler was trying to get more living space, as he called it. Many Christians think they are achieving something as they correct men of God. However, You cannot take the place of a judge. You cannot step into the judge's shoe or do his work. Watch out. You may be biting more than you can chew. Amen. You may be biting more than you can chew. Hallelujah. It's God that justifies. If God chooses somebody to do something, pray for that person. Don't criticize them. Can I have an amen? Without the four deceptions... Satan will not be able to get us to fight any uh, to fight one another. He said, "Have you been uh, affected by any of these four deceptions? Are any of these four deceptions leading you to battle? Are you in a major conflict because you are deceived? Do you feel justified? Do you feel you are strong enough to win the argument? This one." Do you think that the other party will not react? It is time to back down. Do not allow demons to gather you anymore into any battle. Many of those who fight pastors and churches are deceived into going into war with even their own fathers. It is important to teach the word of God in order to fight deception that lead people into what? unsuccessful conflict. Hallelujah. So I believe that if we can master this deception, anytime, do not be deceived. Anytime you feel so strong about something, please, back down and then pray about it. That's why when somebody hurts you and then you want to respond to the person, at that particular time, you can only think about the fact that I am right. You watch for the things that you say. Because you'll be able to, you, you may say things that can erase so many years of relationship. And that will be the end of you. Hallelujah. And where's her spirit? Once the words go, yeah, that's why in marriage, you should never open your mouth and tell your spouse that I will divorce you, you will see. That very day that word came out of your mouth, that marriage is over. Don't tell you you're a fool. The very day you open your mouth, you have also become a fool because you are married to a fool. Yeah, you are a bigger fool because you chose a fool. Yeah. Where's her spirit? Don't say them. Don't let it even come out of your mouth at all. 
That is why if somebody threatens to leave you, the person has already left. No matter how they come back, they turn around, they have already left. They are gone. Because where is her spirit? It will take the grace and the mercies of God for that person to be restored. Hallelujah. You have to have a certain kind of heart for you to be fully restored. It's, 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 it's a painful truth. But this is the word. If we don't take a conflict, fighting each other, and sometimes we say things, you know, sometimes you get angry and you say, that, is this the only job? Take your job. You walk out. As soon as you walk out, the reality hits. That as is getting to month ending, you're not going to get a paycheck, you don't have a new job, so what are you going to do? How many of us have, you know, at some point you got angry, you just wanted to walk out. And then as you were about to walk out, the Holy Ghost brought it to your remembrance. Thank the Lord. We've, we've all left our jobs before. We've left. You are sitting there, but you have left. <laughs> you just walked out. Your body is dead, but your spirit and your soul just walked out. Every day. That's conflict. Chill out. Pastor Hans said, chill out. Got to chill out. Because the God that we serve is faithful and you come through for us. Shall we rise up? We will not let conflict, we will not let, we will not allow ourselves to be employed by Satan. Amen. So if anybody in the church tries to, you know, get you to support their you know, maybe they are hurt or something and they begin, they get to the political say, I'm going to start teaching about loyalty and disloyalty. Stages of disloyalty. When you get to the political stage, you begin to, what do, what do we do in politics? You gather support. Don't you think that the pastor now, he's full of himself. Don't you think so? I mean, he's blowing his nose when he's preaching and then, ah, what kind of a pastor is that? And it's like he's yelling at us. Political stage. They say, eh, me, I haven't seen it, but you know, as you have said, I'll pay attention. You are in the political stage. The person who used to say, Amen, preach. Now you don't say preach anymore. When people are standing up, you don't slap it, stand up. You don't clap your hands anymore. Hey! You're just there. You become stiff. You're just watching cool. You don't enjoy anything anymore. Hey, you have entered some stage. And by the grace of God, we'll soon know those stages. Shall we close our eyes and begin to talk to the Lord? Talk to him. Talk to him. Ask the Lord that you will not be a candidate of conflict. You will not, you will not be employed into the army of Satan. Hallelujah. If this, we can be delivered from this, I tell you, the church of God will be one. And God, pray for your marriage as well. Pray for your home. Pray for your home. Pray for your home. Sometimes the demons, eh, they come through our children. Give them a rebellious heart. But the Lord is helping us. Father, we ask for your mercy. Father, we ask for your grace. Deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us, O oh God, from deception. Whatever can deceive us, Lord into doing things, O oh God, that does not bring you honor, that causes us to fight against one another. Father, we bind every satanic forces in the church. We bind spirit of frogs. We bind, O oh God, the spirit of Satan, any spirit of lions, and Father, O oh God, any forces of darkness that causes us to turn against one another. Tonight, Lord, we pray, Lord, by the power that is in the blood and in the name of Jesus, let every such deception, O oh God, be wiped out from amongst us. And let your love be shared abroad in our heart. We thank you and we bless you. Thank you that we are more than conquerors. Thank you that because you are for us, you are more than conquerors. Nothing will be able to divide your church. But, O oh God, you build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Give us one voice. Give us one heart. Give us one mind, Lord. Give us one understanding. May we all desire the same things. And may we all aspire to do the same things. Give us, O oh God, the ability to stand united to accomplish great things in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Time is fast, man. Let's take out a good one. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Come